0: Welcome back to the NOMI podcast. Hello, and welcome to another
1: episode of the NOMI podcast.
0: My name is Madeline and I'm your trustee coach. And I'm Cynthia, a licensed mental health counselor. And a fun fact, we're not just podcast co-hosts, we're mother and daughter. We've got a shared passion for self-awareness. And it adds a whole new layer to our conversations, don't you think? Absolutely. Speaking of conversations, we have a
1: fantastic topic for you all today. And I know we always say that, but we're going to be diving deep into the realms
0: of capability and willingness. And this isn't just about what we can do, but also what we're willing to do. The difference can be subtle, yet incredibly impactful on our lives. We'll also delve into the themes of acceptance versus judgment. It's a big topic, but we promise to make it fun and easy to digest. And it doesn't stop there.
1: We'll also be exploring how to harness resources, both internally and externally, when we encounter things that are beyond our
0: capabilities. So get ready to question, to learn, and maybe even challenge your own ideas of what you can and will do. It's all about expanding our horizons and embracing growth. And don't forget to bring your sense of humor and curiosity along
1: for the ride, because here on the Nomi podcast, it's not just about self-discovery, it's also about having
0: fun on the journey. Oh, absolutely. Now, shall we dive in? Let's do it.
1: So I've spent a lot of my life being frustrated by people.
0: (laughs) I appreciate that authentic comment. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: And it's also been a point of conversation between the two of us. You and I are similar in a lot of our values and characteristics. We're kind, loving, nurturing toward others. And more than once over the years, I know we've had the conversation of why is it that I have everyone else's back It feels like nobody has my back. I remember a particular point where we had a conversation that really stuck with me back then, which was around the idea of what if the other person wasn't capable? What if it wasn't a matter of them not wanting to have your back? What if they just can't for whatever reason? It's a capability thing, not a willingness thing. It unsurprisingly came up as another conversation between the two of us when you were here in the UK on your visit and since then has been a point of discussion for almost every person I have spoken to in the last two weeks, client or otherwise. So I'd love to hear, is this something you've been bumping into a lot recently or is it just me in the universe?
0: I bumped into it in a similar fashion way back when. Then I was enlightened, so to speak, and started sort of framing it. We call it reframing in our world of therapy. And actually my therapist way back when, Madeline, I love Madelines in my (laughs) life. Madeline, she sort of introduced me to this. She said, what if you just reframed it? What if it wasn't a personal attack on you? What if the person wasn't capable? What if you moved away from your determination or your judgment that they were just not willing? or they were being purposeful. And you moved to a place of you were uncertain. You weren't certain that they were capable. If you think about, say, a person with a bad ankle. So you wouldn't think anything of them saying, no, thank you. I can't run that 5K with you. You would say, oh, they're not capable. And then you would tune into your empathy and you would turn into your kindness and all of the strengths that you just mentioned before. And boy, do I hear it now because we are fundamentally judgy and that's okay. We can use other words. I like to reframe those words as well because they don't serve me. I like to use the word I'm really discerning. I could go into a whole conversation on
1: judgment versus discernment, but I'll leave that for now. And that's I will right. say that judgment is a really important word, right? Even when we talk about someone not being capable or ourselves not being capable, the word mm-hmm. judgment comes up because judgment can go from, oh, you're, they're not willing, they're lazy or annoying, or they're purposely trying to hurt mm-hmm. me. And the judgment can also swing to, oh, they're not capable. Oh, I pity you and you're less mm-hmm. than and you're inferior. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. not the point of when I think of capability versus willingness, when I say capable and why it was so transformational for me and why it's so helpful in these conversations I'm having with clients and friends is it invites in compassion and Mm -hmm. curiosity And empathy of there have been times in my life when I've not been able to do something. There were times in my life when I couldn't talk or communicate without my parents' help or be sheltered. There were tons of time when I was dependent on something else or that I didn't have the skills yet developed. And it wasn't for Mm -hmm. lack of willingness, I think. You'll probably say better than anyone, mom, that there were definitely times I willed myself out of the house, but I had needs that I couldn't yet meet myself and therefore Mm -hmm. I needed someone else to help me. This is what I really mean when I talk about how transformational this mindset was, this reframing was, because it allowed me to tap into this compassion for others and for myself around this question of is it really a willingness thing or is it just that person, myself included, doesn't have the support or the resources or the skill set or the know how or the opportunities to fulfill that need for me or to fulfill that criteria or to move in the direction they want to move? Like it's not always mm-hmm.
0: ourselves that are in the way. Sometimes it's just about putting that comma around those comments of for now maybe that for now they're not capable Or they don't have the motivation or the willingness. Where it gets really tricky is that willingness and capability are two distinct things, but they are so interconnected. They're factors that influence our achievements and all sorts of different aspects of our life. And because sometimes we believe that willingness automatically leads into capabilities, that's not the reality, right? They're intertwined but not always. So it really is sometimes a little confusing to tease out the two concepts and tease them out in a way that serves you. And speaking of things that serve you gets
1: me into belief territory, yeah. because this is something that taps into one of my personal core beliefs, which is that I believe that people want to be kind. They want to be compassionate. They want to be helpful. And the capability versus willingness thing brings this belief to mind, because mm-hmm. if I hold the belief that people want to be kind, that they want to be helpful, that they want to support me, especially the people in my immediate life, it allows me to call on my curiosity and seek to understand quite a bit more about maybe why something is happening, why there's a disconnect. I think about this all the time with my husband, even one of my most important relationships in my life, where I mm-hmm. get really, really frustrated if we've talked about this over and over again, mm-hmm. like, why isn't he just doing this thing? Or why isn't he just communicating mm-hmm. this way I want him to communicate? And it's just so powerful to have the thought to myself of, okay, what if I did hold these two beliefs that if he's not doing it, he wants to be helpful. And if he's not doing it, maybe there's something that's in the way of him being able to do it. And it just enables me to have a place to put my frustration and Mm -hmm. have a way forward because the frustration tends to come from feeling stuck in the situation and mm-hmm. when I can open myself up to the capability versus willingness conversation, it, lo- it allows me a path forward of, okay, mm-hmm. let's see if I can go back in and collect some more data and collect some more information so that mm-hmm. I might be able to
0: move this forward with this person I love that we keep hitting this wall. Sure. Why would we want to keep running full speed into the brick wall, right? Yeah. But we tend to do that, don't we? So I think it really gives us a good tool to slow the bus down and pause. The power of the pause, the power of moving from judgment to curiosity is so powerful. We can be discerning about what's the best strategy right here. Fear-driven emotions, they always come to the party first. They really want you to get to a judgment because in their belief, that's where safety is. If you deem That your husband or your friend or whatever is a lost cause and I can just write them off and I can get my defenses on. I can be done with it and I'm not in harm's way. Because there are times, I don't know about you, but I've bumped into times where I did. I slowed my roll. I took the curiosity stance. And then I was ultimately got the information that they really didn't want to be helpful. Yeah, (laughs) true. But that's a reality. And so that's really good data as well to synthesize, because that makes it easier when we're in a relationship or we're in a job that we get data that, oh, gosh, you know what, my this company really doesn't have my back. When you said judgment is safety, I think this is such a powerful notion that we all
1: need to keep in mind is we don't judge ourselves, others in our environments because we're bad people, quote unquote. It's because that's how we keep ourselves safe. Judgment Mm -hmm. is a form of safety, exactly as you said. And this, Mm -hmm. when we talk about capability, is where self-judgment comes in. It's safer in our minds, I would say, for us to believe it's all our own fault when we can't do things because at least that's in our control. Because Mm -hmm. if it's not all my fault that I can't focus on something, that I can't get a task done in time to reach a deadline, that I can't communicate properly, that I can't blah, 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 blah. If it's not Mm -hmm. all my fault, then I'm giving up. I'm yielding control. And this is where the relationship between willingness and capability is really important, is yes, of course, there is a lot of ourselves that is within our control in terms of how we learn about ourselves and how we work with ourselves. And there are some areas of life because we are living in a society in an environment that is often outside of our control where we need some external resources. And part of Mm -hmm. that process is getting over that judgment of, something's wrong with me to Mm -hmm. I need support and that's okay it doesn't make me broken it doesn't make me less than it just means that there are some things that I am capable of doing there are some things that I'm not capable of doing and my willingness and my strengths can help me make it capable and there are some things that I'm just straight up not capable of doing and I can't bridge the gap
0: on my own. I need other resources. You touched upon this concept of self-blame, of being able to feel a sense of control. And I think it's really important to understand that is a lot of times we want to take it internal as this is a me thing because that's where all the control is. We only have 100% control of ourselves. We don't mm. have any control over anything else. We can have some influences. We can figure that out as relationships or interactions grow and we gather data.
1: Yes. And this is the key, right? This is raising your awareness, being aware Mm -hmm. of what is going on inside of you. I am in pain. I am frustrated. I mm-hmm. feel alone. I am scared. I am whatever you are. Raising mm-hmm. that awareness and then rather than stepping toward judgment, stepping toward acceptance. And let's clear this up. Acceptance doesn't mean you just leave it there like a dead fish. Mm-hmm. It's it can mean <laughs> you recruit other resources and you understand where the brick wall is. It's the brick mm-hmm. wall's there. You see mm-hmm. the brick wall. And instead of ramming yourself into it over and over again, which is what blaming yourself essentially is adding Mm -hmm. more insult to injury, creating more pain for yourself, Mm -hmm. you say, ah, a brick wall. How do I get through that? Should I go find someone with a jackhammer? Should I? I have a hammer in my back pocket, actually, that I carry around with me for these causes. Let's see how far I could get that way. It allows us to be creative and resourceful. Mm -hmm. And so this acceptance piece is not just being like, there is a brick wall and then standing, staring at it until we, die. That's employing Mm -hmm. our internal strengths and resources and knowledge and know-how and the other things we are capable of, in addition Mm -hmm. to our motivation, willingness, and et cetera, et cetera, and finding a way to get what we need, which might also be Mm -hmm. stepping around the wall, going over Mm -hmm. the wall. Like, It's Mm -hmm. There's a hundred thousand ways that we Mm -hmm. can move forward from that place, but we can't do it if we're standing there spinning in circles, blaming ourselves over and over again, Mm -hmm. rather than saying, okay, here I
0: am. Here is the wall. What's Mm -hmm. next? Or standing there blaming others. There is, I think, sometimes the pendulum swings, right? Where There's someone like me in the old days that was, I would take the blame, I would take the blame, I would take the blame. And then I bumped into people along my journey of life that were all about it's everyone else's, everyone else, right? And why aren't they taking the blame? And it's not until we get to this place of acceptance, Madeline, I appreciate what you're saying, that we can have any kind of change. We can have any kind of joy and fulfillment because otherwise we really are beating our head against a brick wall. It's really not about blame. Brene Brown writes about all of this, that there really isn't a need or a place for blame and shame because it gets us nowhere. It keeps us staring at that brick wall. Whereas acceptance provides us with a realistic perspective There's a brick wall. Mm -hmm. It also gives us, like you said, opportunity to tap into our strengths. It also encouraged resilience in the face of adversity that, oh, look it, there's a brick wall and maybe I'm going to try to climb over it. Wasn't very successful. Now I'm going to try to go around it or I'm going to just be patient until I come up with a really great strategy on maybe how to disassemble the brick wall brick by brick. It also enables a growth mindset, which is what we need to incorporate all the time. And that's where that beautiful word, my favorite, curiosity comes in. Because curiosity is, I think, one of the guiding principles to encouraging a growth mindset. What do I not understand about myself or the other person that could lead me toward acceptance or Mm. understanding so that i can uh, feel better and when you're describing all
1: of this both where we want to be and where we were the two triangles that are very common in psychology come Mm. to mind one of them is the cartman drama triangle which Mm -hmm. has victim, persecutor, and rescuer. And then we have the empowerment dynamic triangle, which is challenger, coach, and creator. And this one came a little bit later. It was as an alternative to the Cartman drama triangle. But the way that the drama triangle works is you might recognize this is we're always playing a role when we're trapped inside this triangle. We're either the victim, which is the poor me, I'm a victim of everything, I'm I'm not the one to blame, or everything is wrong with me, or it could be any of these narratives where we're helpless Mm -hmm. and frustrated. There's the perpetrator, who is often the one doing things to, or you Mm -hmm. feel is doing things to you. And -hmm. then there's the rescuer, who's the only saving grace that's going to get you out of this situation. So you give away all of your power to this rescuer. And when that rescuer Mm -hmm. doesn't show up, you have no choice but to continue to be the victim. You have limited resources, Mm -hmm. limited control, limited choice. So you don't want to switch roles there because this is, I always have, I have this conversation with people a lot. When we realize we're in the triangle, it's, oh, do I want to become the rescuer if I'm the victim then? Rescuer sounds so nice. That's so helpful. And I'm like, no, no, (laughs) we don't want to be in the triangle at all. (laughs) We don't want to be... wrapped up. It's a drama triangle for a reason. The drama can't exist with all the roles. And if you switch roles, chances are other people are going to complete the cycle with you. I mean, I was just talking about this with a friend where I said, unfortunately, with the person you're talking to, they see themselves as a victim. And Mm -hmm. even if you don't rescue them, if they don't choose not to be a victim, you'll probably end up their perpetrator. And that sucks. Mm -hmm. But they're trapped there. So you don't have to participate. You can choose to be in the other triangle. Mm -hmm. But when we're really in these roles, it's really hard to get out. So what is the alternative? Mm -hmm. Some of the things that you're saying help us to actually get to the alternative, which is that the victim becomes the creator. So rather than being a victim of circumstance or a victim of others or even a victim of yourself, you are the creator of opportunities. You are the person who can move forward. You have so much more empowerment, Mm -hmm. so much more control over the situation. Then Mm -hmm. there's the rescuer changes to the coach. So I love that it's Mm -hmm. a coach, but we use coach in the wide term here because this is what coaching is. It's like a partnership. It's an ability to walk side by side with someone or slightly ahead or slightly behind. But in that companionship Mm -hmm. that shows the person that. You are here for them, but you believe in their self-efficacy. You believe in their ability to create, right? So you're Mm -hmm. working together. You are a resource to them, but you are not replacing them as a creator. Mm -hmm. And then the persecutor becomes the challenger because we like to be challenged. We don't want everything Mm -hmm. to be sunshine and rainbows all the time. Like we like a little bit of a cloudy sky. We need Mm -hmm. a little bit of rain for things to, to move properly. And By allowing a challenger into the space and not seeing them as a perpetrator, we enable ourselves to grow and thrive and succeed in life because we are open to its tumultuous ups and downs.
0: Yeah, and this brings to mind this concept that we keep talking about at Know Me, right, is this sort of self-awareness inside. So if we go right back to the very first topic that we were talking about is Why doesn't anyone have my back? And so sometimes the question we forget to ask, and we talked about all the questions you can ask yourself about the other person, why they don't have their back, right? Mm. But sometimes we forget to ask ourselves, and this brings the triangle up, is why do I feel really frustrated? Why do I have this need that is so frustrating? Is there something that I... I'm not giving myself that I am 100% convinced that all of it has to come from external. Because mm. when we set ourselves up, just looking at external, I always say the easiest thing to do, it's not easy, but the best thing, because you never leave home without it, is yourself. So when the world disappoints me, Madeline, I go, that sucks, because it does. But what I do is I go internal and go, I got my back. I got my affirmation. I got, you know, not all of it because we do need, right, that sense of belonging, that sense of attachment, right? But knowing ourselves and going internal and figuring out why we're in that drama triangle and allowing ourselves to pivot to that different role is so key and understanding the other person
1: both and always both and that last bit that you just got on goes back to that conversation i had with my friend which is that you don't have to stay in the triangle just because the other person's staying in the triangle you can Mm -hmm. choose to sidestep and invite right Mm -hmm. this is the other thing is if you have your back you can still continue to invite other people to do things that help you out to support Mm -hmm. you to step into the healthier dynamic, the more fruitful dynamic, the space where you feel more empowered. And no one else has to give you permission to do that. You can choose to step into that new dynamic. And chances are that if you show up in that new space, in that new energy, they're either going to find someone else to fill your vacancy in the drama triangle.
0: Or they might even choose to come over to the empowerment dynamic one with you. We need to be the captains or the drivers of our vehicles, of our boats or ships of life. If we're not getting what we need, if we're in a drama triangle that is not serving us, we need to move out. We need to not sit there, like you said, looking at the other players in a play that we don't want to play. I don't want to have a role in this drama that's going on. This drama isn't fun. It's making me miserable, right? And that can happen in all aspects of our life, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a, a work environment, whether it is a role in your community or whatever it is, it's really understanding. What role am I playing? And do I really want to play this? And when you said
1: captain or driver of our own vehicle, I just imagined like those cars that have (laughs) boats that they're taking to the marina and someone standing on the back (laughs) of the boat that's on wheels being like, I'm a captain driver. (laughs) So be the captain driver.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But you don't want to do that because it's attached to someone else's vehicle of life. So get out of the boat that's attached to the car and get your own car. (laughs) Or in your own boat.
1: Technically, (laughs) if you're driving in the driver's seat and the boats behind you, since you're technically driving both, you could still be in your own driver's seat and be the captain driver. So
0: be the captain driver. Yeah, yeah. This This is where my unique special sauce comes in because things make perfect sense in my beautiful brain but not necessarily. Oh, and don't we love that brain? And that brain always
1: holds (laughs) our favorite thing, which is our quote of the episode. So mom, will you throw us a quote to close off this space?
0: Yes, I will. I'm actually going to throw out a couple of them. The first one is by unknown. And so it is the first step towards happiness is self-love. The second step is spreading kindness. Mm. And Eleanor Roosevelt said, the first step towards empowerment is self-belief. And the second step is taking ownership. I love all these steps. Get your steps in. Get your steps in what do they say? What, 12,000 a day or 10,000 It used day to be or... 10,000. Now it's 12,000. I feel like they're I like everything. They it. just keep upping it. Never yet. reach the goal post, huh? That could be another episode. Why do we keep <laughs> moving the goal post or allowing others to do it, right? Yeah, maybe we'll have to do it while we're getting our steps in. <laughs> Absolutely, right? Yeah, but in the meantime, oh. we're going to follow the rules.
1: Thank <laughs> you, as always, for spending another episode with us. You can request a topic, ask further questions, or clarify anything at Coach forward slash podcast. We love nothing more than to include you all in this podcast experience. So please don't be shy and definitely reach out to us if we can be helpful in any way or speak about something that's been burning on your mind. Thank you again for letting us be a part of your journey. And until next time, be well.
0: That brings us to the end of this episode. We hope our conversation provides some insight and practical ways to navigate and understand you. If you have found our show to be helpful, please pass it along. Madeline and I are hoping you will join us in creating a ripple effect of mental health and well-being. As always, thanks for listening to the Nomi podcast. This is Cynthia and Madeline asking you to be good to you.